Last week I was in Kinganjo. After elaborating my story, they came two police officers. Fama, we are very sorry. This is what we are doing and uh, what you have explained to us. They would have shot me long ago, these guys. Then, just put a gun there. This guy was a terrorist. I've lost a lot of my friends in the hand of police officers. I have four friends now there in Al-Shabaab. That bitterness, that anger, it drove them to Somalia. Ahmed Fermao Ahmed works with the Trauma Healing Initiative that we discussed in episode 31. That is to say, he facilitates sessions with the Kenyan National Police Service on traumatic experiences and a lifetime of stressful work in many cases and how to deal with that in a healthy fashion. But he's not a career professional by any stretch. He came into this work because of his own history of being profiled, arrested, and mistreated. A YouTube video, of all things, pulled him into the orbit of this initiative, which he recorded out of sheer frustration to complain about these experiences. This is a shorter interview that is, is much more narrative in style than usual. Fermat talks about his experiences growing up coastal and Muslim, and what it feels like to introduce that very raw perspective to a training room full of police officers. First, my name's uh, Ahmed Famau Ahmed, and I'm, I'm coming from Lamu. Born in Mombasa, raised in Mombasa till when I was in 16 years old, is whereby my family shifted from Mombasa to Lamu. But actually, the place where I was born, the life was cool. The youth were very happy, joyful, enjoying. Mm -hmm. So those were the 1990s. But due to my family problem, then we had to shift to Lamu. I schooled there, I finished my primary school and I joined the secondary school in the island there. So immediately finishing my form four, the problem arise now. So whenever I travel from Lamu, I received a lot of torturing from the police officers. Mm -hmm. And the main reason is they were labeling me as Al-Shabaab or a terrorist. I didn't get to know the root cause, why are they branding me that name? But I then came to realize that I had a similar look like a Somalian because most Al-Shabaab are Somalians. And even the long beers that I had, and I remember very well, my first arrest was 2008. I was in Mombasa performing Vasari, one of the radio talk show. There is a radio talk show called Radio Rahma in Mombasa, whereby we normally have annually festival. So going to Mombasa, I remember it was around 6 p.m. I sat down with my friends, but some police officer invaded the place. Some youth ran away. I didn't know why they ran away, but I and two friends of mine we were just stuck there because I didn't know why I should run away from the police officer. But when they reached nearby us, they started telling us 
why have they run away? I didn't know the reason. So when I was answering them, you know, Lamu and Mombasa, we speak Swahili, mm-hmm. but you can differentiate this person is from Lamu. So when they had me talking, they knew I don't belong to Mombasa. Mm. Where are you from? I'm from Lamu. Ah, this is the right guy. Oh, I was then handcuffed. Why? Just earlier week ago, the French lady was hijacked in Lamu. Oh yeah, 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 I remember that. So the French lady was hijacked and maybe they thought I was among the member that attacked her and then I came to Mombasa to mobilize some youth so that we can have another attack. We were taken to a police station, I and the two friends from Mombasa. And what I remember there, I spent like a week in a cell. Mm. And they claim that I belong to Al-Shabaab group and I have come to recruit some youth there in Mombasa so that I can have a, a large group to take to Somalia. So by that time, by the way, I didn't have an ID. You know, in Lamo, carrying an ID is like, because we meet every now and then, every now and then. It wasn't a big deal for me to carry the ID, but when they noticed that we didn't have the IDs, all of us, they suspect us, yeah, you are a Shabab and you attempt to have an, an attack in Mombasa. So due to their investigation, we managed to stay in a cell like a week. But through that week, I received a, a very bad severe punishment from the police officer. Very bad one because they even removed our cloth and we were naked, sleeping in a floor where it was very cold. But after a week, every document that they requested, it was brought on table. My ID, mm. my passport, mm. as well as my Form 4 results, and even primary results. But mm. the police in charge there requested that I should have even a nursery results. You know, having, <laughs> having a nursery result at that age, it was very difficult for me. So I told them that I don't know where I placed it, but actually I don't have the, yeah. the results. So I found myself staying in a, in a cell like one week, but then they released us. After rele- releasing us is where I created an enmity with police officer now. In my own country, labeled as, as a terrorist. Mm. That really hurted me. It really, really, really hurted me. So that was my first attack. So when I'm in Lamu, traveling to anywhere, I get arrests. Every now and then, every now and then. Another arrest was in Lamu, by the way, when we had a Shabab attack in 2014, May. Some police invaded my home and they forced me to open the door. Mm. Open the door, open the door. And I was quite knowing my rights, why should I open the door for you? Is this your house? Mm. And if you want to get in, I should have a court warrant that indicate mm. some police officers have been allowed by the court to get into blah, blah. So we had a very long discussion with some police officer, but then I decided to open the door. When I opened the door, 21 police officers got into my house. So they were suspecting that maybe I was a terrorist 
maybe I had legal weapons, maybe I've hosted some unknown people in my house, but then after searching the whole house, they didn't get even one thing that they requested. Another enmity created again there. Why always me? Why always me? Another scenario, I was in Malindi. I remember I spent another three days in a cell just because they thought maybe I don't belong to this country and due to my long beers, I might have a connection with Al-Shabaab. But after interrogation, then they told me uh, it was a misidentity. Mm. Okay. I came a time and I said with my heart that I now need to meet this group Al-Shabaab because every time somebody is pushing you, you are a thief, you are a thief, you are a thief and you are not. So let me try to be a thief. I was looking for them mm. so that I can join the group and coming back to harm this police officer who are. So when I went back to Lamu, I went to Kiunga. Kiunga is a border to uh, from Kenya to Somalia, just to cross the border and I get into Somalia. But when I reached in Kiunga, I remember that it was my second year when I got married. So the thinking of my wife and uh, she was pregnant, that led me not to get into Somalia. But if it wasn't that, now it, it could have been another story. Then I came back to Amo Island, but the arrested didn't stop. They continue. It reaches a time whereby when I sleep, I normally dream that I'm hosting Al-Shabaab. Uh, and as I know the island very well, I just direct them, this is the police station, attack it. When I wake up in the morning, I just found it, it was a dream. Those were my daily dreams. In 2016, I was again arrested in Nairobi. But you are not Kenyan, you belong to Al-Shabaab group, or you are Al-Qaeda, mm -hmm. something like that. But I was very tired with this terminology. I really, really hate the police officer. I wish I could grab the gun and I shoot him, and I go away with the gun. Mm -hmm. Those were my thoughts every now and then, because whenever they put me in a cell, they give me a very severe torturing that I cannot even share. Mm. Very severe one. So, after again I was released, I remember I received a visa from my brother. I have a brother who is in, who is in Dubai. He invited me to visit the Dubai. So, on the JKIA airport, just like 30 minutes my flight to take off, some three police officers came to me, told them that I'm waiting my flight. Where are you from? So whenever they talk to me, they got to understand I don't belong to Nairobi because due to my terminology or to my languages. Yeah. Where are you from? I told them I'm from Lam. You know. So they labeled me as a cost instead of Kenyan. So I remember my flights went. They put me in a room. Mm. for four days without eating or drinking. It was very hard for my family to understand where I am. I had to pay another ticket to Dubai. I went to Dubai for one month. I was very frustrated, very frustrated. 
actually I really hate this police officer brother. Mm. I wish that time I could have even killed them all of them. That was my thought. So going to Dubai I was welcomed by some police officer who didn't even recognize who I was. Yeah, Habibi, welcome to Dubai. You feel free. The policemen were having long beers. They were very friendly. And I found myself that I belong to this country. So in Dubai, I stayed one month there. Coming back to Kenya, in the same airport, I, together with my brother, we were again arrested. From 350 passengers, we were only escorted. I, with my brother, in a single room. Where are you from? And I told my brother, this is how they handled me, these people. So they did their investigation there. We spent like five hours in the airport, bringing your documents, whatever. But then it was done. They released us. Coming back to Lamu, whenever I see Al-Shabaab, they attack, it was my happiness. I had all the clips of Al-Shabaab, the Pekitoni attack, the Al-Ade attack, the Westgate attack. But I thank God suddenly in 2017, I remember very well if you go to YouTube, you will get my video there. Lamenting to the government on how to handle these people. They don't know how to handle issue concerning with counter-violent extremism. I've been arrested several times, suspected to be a member of Al-Shabaab, but I'm not. So my president saw it. He sent somebody to call me. If I will be able, you come to State House and said, who are you? I was sent by President. Can you come to Nairobi tomorrow? We'll take you a, a, a flight. So I agreed. I went to meet the President in State House. What is the problem, boy? I told him. I explained each and everything. But the final sentence was, I hate the police officer in our country. I really hate them. And I wish them a very bad death. I wish them a very bad how did, day. How, did that, how was that received? Uh, he was like, what? Yeah. And by the way, I explained everything to him. I've yeah. been arrested like seven times, mm. labeling as a terrorist, mm. while I'm not. And I'm very happy that Al-Shabaab are attacking us, just because what you're doing. What, young man? What are you talking? And I told him, yeah, th these are my thoughts. Mm. And actually, one day I will join Al-Shabaab. As a byproduct of this brief notoriety and testy exchanges with the government, Fanal was connected with actors involved with community peace building. Here he tells us a little bit more about that. I remember it was 2017. I undergone a trauma healing training with the Green Stream Network. But I really told Angie, I don't want I don't want to work with police officer. I will never so I was given some little money with my organization. I went back to Lamu and I selected like 30 youth who undergo the same traumatic event like me. The enmity that I had, it went down a bit. I got awareness. Who am I? Again to meet Angie and I told her if this program rolls to police officer, they might they might change their perspective. What, Fama? What are you telling me? And you told me you don't want to work with police officer. I changed my mind there. 
Mm. I thank God maybe the organization looked for fund and they received. The first thing is they told me, okay, you for now, you'll be a facilitator to police officer now. Mm. What? I, I train police officer, no, I cannot. Mm. Let, let them train by you, but I don't want to associate with them anymore. But it was, I was, it was like a force, but in another hand, it wasn't a force. Mm. The organization wanted to create a very relationship between I and the police officer. And then I agree. Okay, let, let me see. And I went, I trained the police officer. And I came to realize that first, police officers are human beings. Because into my perspective, police officers were animals. They were not human beings. I came to realize that they have challenges just like I do. And sometimes they handle people, they mishandle people just because of stress or the traumatic event that they have undergone. And then I found it very interesting. So I managed to change some perspective of the police officers who mistreats some youth, labeling them the Al-Shabaab, and they accept that we are very sorry, young man. I have done this and this and this, but after hearing your story, young man, I'm very sorry. I even created a very nice relationship with some police officer down here. For now, have my number. If mm. anyone gets you on the on the road, mm. just give me a call. And actually, I've really enjoyed the relationship because they see what I'm doing. In Lamu, I have no problem because we we know each others. We come across now and then, but the problem comes when I leave Lamu. Mm. So this arrest has not been stopped. They normally continue. I started uh, cutting down my beers. For that reason? Yeah. Yes. You know, I really loved, as I saw you, I told you, uh, you got good beers, man. I really admired beers since when I was in primary school. You know, I used to, to draw with a marker pen. <laughs> so I started cutting them yeah. so that to change my identity. My wife loves them, my kids love them, but I get problem with beers. So let me prune them to a normal size. So in Lamu, I have no problem. Mm. But problem comes when I leave Lamu. I remember very well, last year I was going to Tanzania with my dad for, medic for medication. At the migration there, when they saw my passport, our buses stopped there like seven good hours interrogation by the Kenyan police interrogation, investigation, until they Google Green String Network, they saw all the activity that I did, seeing me in prison, training police of prison wanderers, seeing me with police officers, see my picture to the community, then they understood, oh, this young man, uh, he's spreading a word of peace. I was released. Um, I guess I'm struggling to understand how you can still be arrested and not have some anger or pain yeah. in this. Actually, and the more I train the police officer, the more safe I feel. Mm. The more safe I feel, the more happy I feel. And as I told you, the best revenge is to forgive. Mm. Maybe that forgiveness that overtake my heart it led me now to work very close to them. 
and sometimes you know they have already destroyed my names mm-hmm. the social media have destroyed my name because when they had suspect have been caught they then in the newspaper mm-hmm. i just found myself in the newspaper the front page lamu suspect has been caught in mobasa preparing to attack a bomb blast mm-hmm. during new year eve mm-hmm. so in lamu i've dropped my cv to get a job but it was very it's it has been very difficult for me to acquire a job because everyone knows me this is young man mm. once was said al shabab then how comes should i put him in this work he may even bring some but i thank god the organization sometimes we do training i don't have job i don't have any source to and something in a living and imagine that i'm having a family I'm having a house that is need to be uh, paid for mm-hmm. but due to due to my appearance that was spoiled was distracted by the police officer it led me not to be employed anywhere maybe NGOs can can employ me but the government have tried several times yeah. several times so the bitterness the hardness i don't know what god has done to me but first i thank god then i think this training it really transformed me mm. the trauma training so that has been my journey now working with police officer eating with police officer but i thank god it has been a year now i've mm. not been arrested maybe is how i look now <laughs> because Maybe. i trim them uh, every yep. every thursday i have to yep. trim them so that they don't they don't look long well, i'm sorry about your beard that's sad i ah, it's okay thank you very much <laughs> i got a lot of stuff with these guys man <laughs> yeah well, thank you i'm sure you've you've uh, told that story a number of times huh? So I appreciate you taking the time to tell it to me. So the uh, the organization gave me a chance in this module we have a element called relation identity. Mm-hmm. So is whereby I share my journey of life in front of police officers. Mm-hmm. So it's become a topic. How I do ex- they how do they react to that? Actually they feel bad. They feel bad whenever they hear my my story and I came to discover that it has really changed them to their perspective because last week I was in Kinganjo after elaborating my story they came to police officers for me we are very sorry this is what we are doing mm. and uh, what you have explained to us they would have shot me long ago these guys then just put a gun there this guy was a terrorist I've lost a lot of my friends in the hand of police officers I have four friends now there in Al-Shabaab. That bitterness, that anger, it drove them to Somalia. And uh, now it's almost four years. I don't know if they're alive, mm. if they're just operating with the Al-Shabaab. But I normally tell the police officer, how many famao on the ground we have that you've been pushing them, they are this, they are this. And now many youth are crossing to Al-Shabaab just mm. because of labeling torturing whenever i remember the torturing i feel guilty but i just say 
oh god help me because they gave me very bad one very bad one very bad one whenever i remember sometimes my tears are coming down but then i talk to my heart hey for my wake up you're now transforming don't bring that guiltiness again don't entertain that enmity again don't rule your heart you can imagine how many youth down there they they want to join al shabab mm. their father have been killed innocent they mm. trained a young guy in mombasa whose dad is in prison 15 years an innocent old guy that young man told me for mau no 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 i have to revenge since my dad was arrested our life became miserable we became very poor i had to drop out of school my mother was ill mm. she has pressure now so are you telling me to forgive this bastard so i am very happy that i had a very good conversation with him and i told him what about if you think we go to abroad to look a good pasture and as we are talking now the guy the guy is in dubai and i working can bring some little money to the family mm. but his dad is still in the custody mm. suspected as a terrorist so you can you can imagine how many farmers on the ground are suffering You are listening to One Step Forward. We are all about stories of working for social good in hard times and tough places. My name is Ian Quick. Thanks for listening and just a quick reminder this podcast thing only really works by word of mouth, so if this episode resonated with you, please share with someone you know who might be interested. Rate us on iTunes or anywhere else for that matter. Join the conversation at onestepforward.fm. Thanks.